0: I hope that many of you remember my discussion with Mona O'Shana some months ago. What a powerful woman she is with great insight and striking questions. I'm back on her show again today, and we're going to run part of that for you this week and another part next week, because this will give you insights that are amazing. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Finding and knowing God is a faith walk. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Our hope lies in the coming Messiah, who will establish God's peaceful kingdom on earth. This is Faith Walk with Ron Susak. Dr. Ron is an evangelist committed to encourage and equip your Faith Walk as we pass through these turbulent end-time days awaiting that soon-coming kingdom.
1: Now, the title of our program tonight is called Caught in the Crossfire of War and Peace or Caught in the Crossfire of Peace and War. It really doesn't matter. The Bible speaks, of course, uh, of war, of wars and rumors of wars. And if I can start out with a verse before I bring in Dr. Susek. In Matthew 24, 6 uh, through 13, it says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of birth pains Then you will be handed over to be uh, Persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me course, Christ At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness and the love of the most will grow cold. But, but, and this is the verse I want to focus on. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is the line I want to focus on tonight to find out how we as Christians can remain standing firm to the end without failing away or falling away or being convinced by the false prophets or follow the false prophet. With me, as I mentioned earlier, is such a pleasure and I'm so excited to have him on the program to discuss the biblical prophetic truth of the Bible and offer some clarity and perspective is one of our favorite evangelists. That sparks or or sparks it sparks the word. I mean it just it, it just comes to life when he speaks it. Uh, he speaks the truth not as a prophet but as an obedient servant of the highest, the most high God. Dr. Ron Susek is back with us. Thank you so much for being on the program once again, Dr. Susek, my favorite evangelist. How are you doing, sir?
0: I, I'm doing extremely well being here with you. So good to see you again and uh, and to know how your ministry is expanding, your audience is expanding. And I just have to commend you for the work that you're doing. You are the Assyrian power plug. (laughs)
1: well you know what thank you so much for saying that Dr. Susek all glory to God but uh, you haven't exactly been sitting uh, idle yourself doing all the programs and of course we're going to go into all of the projects and the work you are still doing and we want to offer people if they want to partner with you of course we're going to give a couple of uh, websites or um, uh, ways to get in touch with you now for those of you that don't Dr. Susek he's an ordained minister evangelist a television and radio Bible teacher, as well as founder of the Susek Evangelistic Association. He also appears on uh, Faith Walk TV series broadcast on OnePlace.com. It is where uh, you can view his latest message. And by the way, I love it. I know I get your, uh, your newsletter uh, and the latest one, uh, beautiful, beautiful, and we can start off with that, Collapse of Babylon. And for those Assyrians that know Dr. Susek, who's written a book called The Assyrian Prophecy. We're not talking about the actual uh, historical Babylon, but of course we're talking symbolically collapse of uh, Babylon. Of course, on the Faith Walk uh, website, it is faithwalk.org. And if you'd like to, um, Fred, if we can have those websites, there it is. That's one of them is the Assyrianproject.org, And this is to understand why he wrote the book, the Assyrian prophecy, but we also have another website. I don't know if we have that. There it is. Faithwalk.org. Just point your, um, your telephone camera to that. It'll take you to the website and you can read the article, the collapse of Babylon, which is uh, a great insight. Tell us about the, um, the, the, the collapse of Babylon, the article, what was it? I know I want to make it a segue into what we're about to talk about today.
0: There are three mega wars going on on Earth. They've been going on for many, many millennia. And the three, their three kingdoms are in conflict. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of man, and the kingdom of darkness. And when you study the book of Daniel, you discover why Babylon is identified in, uh, in Revelation as the, the, the harlot, the whore, the one who brings down nations. Now, let me back up a little bit. We have to understand that, that Babylon started as a city. It then expanded to become a nation. It eventually expanded to become an empire. Now all three of those are gone today. But what is not gone is the philosophical, godless input that they had. When you go through the book of Daniel, we have Nebuchadnezzar who built that great empire. We have him twice acknowledging God, but never truly bowing to God. And that's where the kingdom of man has been ever since and was that way before that. And that is that many nations will acknowledge God, but they keep him on a mantle, bring him out once a year and let the religious people do whatever they want to do. And then we get back to the business or we run the country. Man was not created to rule over man. Man was created to populate the world and to rule over the world. And we we because of sin and arrogance within us, we have we have tried to take the scepter out of God's hands and say, No, you you take a back seat, we're gonna run this country the way we want to run it, whether it's a monarchy, a dictatorship, a democracy, a republic, whatever the form of government may be, is still man oriented. Now if I may, Mona, I'd like to back up just a little bit more. This will give a a great insight, I think, to many people. I I believe that America had a rare opportunity to demonstrate what a nation is like when it is truly under the king of the nations, God. And that happened in 1620, over a century and a half before we wrote our constitution, when the pilgrims gathered in the Mayflower in the captain's tiny little cabin, and they signed the Mayflower Compact, and it began this way. We are doing this for the glory of God and for the advance of the gospel. Roll forward 150-some years and we're signing the Constitution of the United States and we begin in the preamble with what three words? We the people. Like it or not, it's a deification of man. Now, because there were many Bible-oriented men that came from Europe that were fighting. Remember that the that the Congress uh, fighting for the Constitution. It was a it was a battle. It was not an easy thing at all. Why? Because you had the secular tension there, and you had the religious tension there, and they were clashing. That clash has only increased here in America until we are now in very desperate straits as a nation. Now, there are three kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of man, and the kingdom of darkness. And Babylon, because Nebuchadnezzar and his son Belshazzar They knew about God. Daniel told them about God. And when Nebuchadnezzar was restored to his sanity, he even praised God, but he never bowed to God. He never repented of the things he stole out of God's temple in Jerusalem. Never. So his son ends up watching the empire dissolve under him as the Medes and the Persians came and attacked and brought down the Babylonian empire. Now, Again, what is dominating the nations of the world today? It's that same mindset Nebuchadnezzar had. Okay, have your God if you want him. We, we had a former president say boldly, America is not a Christian nation. And uh, he he showed great favor to another religion. And now we have the clash of religions and any place that Satan can divide, he will divide. I've said all of that for this reason. Mona, here's what you and I are battling for. There is only one answer, only one solution, no other solution will work, and that is the coming of Jesus Christ to Mm -hmm. establish, to totally destroy the Babylonian empire, that philosophy, that governs the governors of the world today that's going to collapse totally read read revelation 18 it's all coming down and by the way by the looks of things it's probably coming down faster than we ever dreamed we knew it was coming because it's in the bible but i never thought it'd be in my lifetime and here we're staring right at it the birth pangs are here and we are we are amazed at how accurate the bible is now When it is collapsed, Jesus steps on the Mount of Olives. There will be a great earthquake, and Jesus Christ will establish the kingdom of God. This is where the Assyrians, the Jews, and the Egyptians now are brought together as three nations under the Messiah in order to not only worship God, but to be a blessing to the whole world. And I think that blessing is that you will be teaching the world the ways of God that must be honored in the kingdom of God.
1: Wow. Wow. Let's go ahead and put that website once again for those of you that would like to read those details of the article called The Collapse of Babylon. Of course, it's the spirit of Babylon that is still prevalent today and that Dr. Susek is speaking about. It's the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar for not humbling himself. And, and of course, you go into the dream that Daniel... The, the, the dream of Nebuchadnezzar that Daniel... Um, uh, basically interpreted yeah. and he yeah. built himself that what he had seen was that the statue which with the head of gold he had actually built it and and worshipped it at that time and so uh, for and those of you that go ahead
0: connect real quick you're sure. on top of it mm-hmm. I think that when Daniel said you're the head of gold that puffed mm-hmm. his pride all the more yeah what did he do next he built a 90 foot tall golden statue and demanded that every tongue and nation worship it. And that's when Belshazzar, uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bend their knee and they ended up in the fiery furnace. So you nailed it right there. That is uh, the, the, the spirit of nations is we, we are powerful. We, we will hold peace by power that's not the spirit of the kingdom of God. The spirit of the kingdom of God is love and service and getting on your knees with a towel and helping one another. Mm-hmm. That is what brings true peace. And so you nailed it. That's exactly what is happening.
1: Faithwalk.org is the website where you can find the episodes. Uh, I know it's, uh, uh, you did a message half-hour message unfortunately we can't use it today but for those of you that want to watch the full uh, program and be uh, subscribe subscribe to uh, dr. Sussex um, uh, website as well as his newsletters I know I get his newsletters as well now dr. Sussex Society as we said is caught between the crossfires of war and peace or peace of war war regardless of how you see it, we are in the midst of a conflict and, of course, we are referring to the current situation that's going on in the Middle East, as usually Middle East is, on fire between Israel and Palestine. We want to say Israel and Palestine, but we know that the current war is really as a result of the attack by the terrorist group Hamas. And we say terrorist group only because, as many of you know um, and are aware, this is not the breaking news. As we say, we don't do breaking news here because you've already – I mean, there's so much – uh, news overload out there that everybody probably knows more than we do. But Hamas is a designated terrorist group and it was Hamas, what, which is a, the official government that was voted into in the Gaza Strip on the side um, on the morning of October 7th um, attacked Israel and here's the, the sad part, here's the, 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 the most frustrating part 1,200 innocent, unsuspecting civilians were killed And of course, since then, since then, thousands more, thousands more, because what happens when you attack someone on one side? The retaliation comes, of course, the counterattack comes. Thousands more have died as a result of the all outright war that we have right now. There's an obvious tug of war, Dr. Susak, between good and evil or for those that want to kill, steal, and destroy, and those that want to build. The dilemma to most uh, people, regardless of faith, regardless of religion, regardless, is that good is good, and we we all know that good is good, but it is evil that is masquerading, or in many cases taking on the, the facade of good, and of course doing what the father of lies does best, which is plants fear, and confusion within the humanity, which results in strife and division. Again, we're caught between this conflict as Christians, and this is why I want you to talk about this. I'm going to ask this question and get back off and allow you to speak on it. We are being caught between two sides, which is trying, each side is trying to convince society I'm the victim. The other side is the oppressor. Now, we are being told one side is, one side is hurting more than the uh, other. They are using effective words like apartheid, genocide, ethnic cleansing, which, which gravitates or touches the hearts of those. For example, I'm a genocide survivor. My family is Assyrians are. Words that were formed or created for people who suffered indiscriminately. Should we choose, Dr. Susek as Christians, should we choose... Aside, or how do we choose good uh, over evil, and is this the ultimate fight between good and evil? Because I know that Christians are in a dilemma, and when we see children dying, children being killed on both sides—the Palestinian side and the Israeli side—regardless of who attacks, we have compassion from God, and therefore we have to give compassion. What do we do? We have a dilemma here as Christians or as humanity in general. What do we do?
0: Here is why we as Christians, every time there's a war, we have to face this great dilemma. Again, there are three kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God, and we are born through the spirit of God into that kingdom. So we are in that kingdom. And God is developing in us the spirit of Christ, and we, but we are also living in a world where that is the spirit of the kingdom of man, where they run on a power basis. I'm stronger than you, therefore I control you. And then there's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of man and the kingdom of darkness really are intertwined. And Satan is a murderer and a liar. It's amazing. When we watch the kingdom of man absorbing the thinking of the kingdom of darkness, our, our televisions, everything that we see and read is laced with layers of lie upon lie. Let's go back to this historic fact. The historic fact is that the the strip, the, the Gaza the Gaza Strip belongs to Israel not because of Israel, but because of God, he established that through Abraham. Israel has been very gracious, saying, okay, you can live there. If you recall, I'm old enough to remember when the Palestinians were looking for a homeland. Every Arab nation rejected them. Israel gave them the strip of land where they are. And uh, this happened to the Assyrians as well. When roaming tribes came and the Assyrians, in the love of God, opened their arms and their homes and then found themselves being kicked out of their homes and their property stolen. That Mm -hmm. is the same scenario. And by the way, the Assyrians, because of a 4000 year history, hold the historic legal rights to the land uh, of Mesopotamia. Oh, so now let's take the same thing to Israel. That The Gaza Strip is within the boundaries that God established through Abraham for the descendants of Isaac, period. That's the the fact. It's going to end up that way. The reason why it is painful is because of one word. One word that we take lightly, we read it in the Lord's Prayer and kind of just glibly pass it by when it says, forgive us our trespasses. What is a trespass? There are moral trespasses. There are legal trespasses. There are land trespasses. And anytime you trespass, you're going into a violation of something that does not belong to you. And the harder you fight to hang on to that, be it another man's wife, if it's a moral trespass, be it a land dispute, whatever it may be, if you're in the wrong, In the eyes of God, because God sets the boundaries of nations, not men. Acts chapter 17 is very clear about that. God sets the boundaries for the nations, and the nations are always trespassing those boundaries. And if they would remain in their boundaries and walk with the living God in that kingdom of God, they would be blessed. And so, legally speaking and historically speaking, the land actually belongs to Israel, she graciously gave it to the Palestinians, giving them the right of self-rule within that land, not realizing it would become infested with the terrorists who have written right in their constitution to destroy Israel. Now, those are the legal facts of history behind this. Now, when people begin to die and bombs are falling, now we kick into a different gear, an emotional gear. I feel it, you feel it, because of the spirit of Christ that is in us and the honor we have for life. We honor life. We protect life. We praise life. We fight for everybody's best being. That throws us in a great conflict because, uh, you know, when your wife is blown up or your son or your daughter is raped and taken into sex slavery uh, or to be used uh, in a war, it's hard to, to... handle that emotionally and i understand that Mm -hmm. and my point is this, and i want to say to every believer and every jew and and everyone in the world there's a proverb that we've got to really fight hard to build into our lives when these things happen and bad things happen to good people as one jewish writer wrote he was right bad things happen They've happened to me. They'll happen to everyone listening right now. And when you finally get over one, you think, "Wow!" now I'm, and another one will come along. To many times, the proverb reads, "Guard your heart. Guard your." If someone is bringing evil to you, you do not need to return evil to them. Does that mean you lie down and become a pacifist and let your whole family be wiped out? No, we see in the Bible that you have the right to defend your nation. You have the right to defend your family. You have the right to defend yourself. So I'm not talking about every Christian just says, okay, come and kill us. That's not the way it works, but we must guard our hearts. Let's go back just for a moment. These young fighters for Hamas, This this battle actually began 20 years ago when you and I saw film clips of grizzly-faced, monstrous men pounding into kindergarten children, hatred towards another race. Livid hatred. And they were told, our God will back you and give you a blessing if you die for this. Your family will back you. Your culture will back you you. will be blessed for this. Now they are the warriors who are going in simply carrying out what was driven into them day after day after day by their, their superiors. And now they are carrying out the acts that are just animalistic. Be Well, I'm sorry, they're not even animalistic. They are beyond that. They are inhuman. They are, they are horrible. Why don't they go to bed feeling a tinge of guilt? because they've been programmed. And we have got to pray for them because there is no other alternative for that programming but hell, and it is coming. It's a real thing, the lake of fire. We also need to pray for the Jews who are, and the Americans who are suffering because they have relatives who are imprisoned uh, and being held hostage. And the Jews who have, have, have got memories in their their minds now of the most gruesome, unbelievable scenes you can imagine of how their relatives were mangled and massacred and beheaded. I want to encourage them, please. Yes, you have the right to defend your nation, you have the responsibility you have, you have the uh, the wherewithal. But don't let the evil of this that was pounded into those children that was carried out against your people don't allow that evil to creep into you that is satanic and so while you carry out a just war don't let injustice grip your heart
1: when the time comes there shall be a highway between egypt and assyria israel will be the third whom the Lord of the host has blessed, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel my inheritance.
0: join our team by going to faithwalk.org and clicking on Partner With Us. Please accept and enjoy your copy of The Assyrian Prophecy as our personal thank you for standing with us at Faith Walk. Well, thanks for being with us today, and we hope you'll join us again next week as we find courage for the journey in our Faith Walk.